In today's show, we're talking about your personal board of directors. Now, at the beginning of this show, you may not realize you actually have them, but you do, and they might be screwing with you a bit. So I'm going to help you identify them, vote a few of them off, and bring the right ones back on. Straight from the boardroom to the microphone, I'm April Garcia, and this is The Spark, easily applied tools and hacks to get you ahead. This isn't just a podcast. This is an upgrade for your life. Helping good people become even better. This is the spark. So what is a personal board of directors? Before we get into what a personal board of directors are, let's talk about what a board does for a company. So they can function as a very wise sounding board. When the company's facing a challenge or an opportunity, they run it by the board. Um, they usually present to the board, sometimes quarterly, sometimes in different time frames. but they're presenting details. The board knows the company's goal, the direction they want to head, and they advise them on how to navigate opportunities and challenges. They might evaluate whether going left or going right is going to get them closer to their goal. There was an article in Forbes last year talking about the importance of a personal board of directors. Now, I've always been a big fan of them, and almost all of the most successful people that I work with have them as well. Again, these people can be your sounding boards, people who provide you feedback on life's big decisions. Again, opportunities and challenges, just like with a company. Sure, you may not meet with them quarterly or present meticulous metrics and SWOT analysis, but they help you sort of navigate life's bends in the road. That's what you're going to do with these people. Sometimes it's actual people you meet with, and sometimes they're sort of in your mind. Perhaps they've been through the same situation you are facing now. Maybe they're a leader in this industry that you're looking to move into. You're considering a job change, moving, things like this. Then give us a nudge in the right direction. And though I'm a huge advocate of these personal board of directors, I'm not here to chat with you today about the people that you've picked, those hand-selected advisors, coaches you've hopefully put into your life to get you to the next level. Those mentors, we know they're in your corner. I'm here to talk about the ones we didn't pick, the ones we let pick us. You see, whether you know it or not, you already have a personal board of directors. We all do. And often we don't realize who we've allowed to sit at the table. There are people we've encountered in our lives, maybe they're still in our lives, that have profound influence over the, the quality of our lives, our goals, the, the, the trajectory of our lives. And the dangerous part is we don't even know it. And not everyone deserves a seat at your table. Oh, no. They need to be vetted. They need to be card-carrying fans of you, not just cheerleaders, but actively pushing you towards your goals. Sure, they need to tell you when you're about to do something stupid, but they also need to be focused on propelling you forward to your goals, not holding you back or holding you to some former version of yourself, perhaps a version they're more comfortable with. So when we think about the, the person that deserves a seat at your table, does your jerk ex-boss get a seat at your table? No. Does your hypercritical parent get a seat? Sorry, but no. The teacher that said you were no good at math? Your ex-wife? Probably not, unless she advocates for the best version of you and not the version that she always wanted to see in you. People are either rowing in your boat or drilling holes in the bottom, and you need to discern real quick who's who and make decisions accordingly. I'm April Garcia, a business advisor, 
performance coach, serial entrepreneur, traveler, mama, wife, and just about everything in between. I've made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I only advise great executives and ambitious entrepreneurs on growing their business, having the right mindset, and contributing more to their world. So as I'm talking about this this imaginary board of directors in your mind, who's sitting at your table? When you face a big decision in life, consider starting a new business, making a radical shift. When you get real honest with yourself, who are you wondering, would they approve of it? Would they judge you for it? Who is that person? So I'm going to tell you about someone that I work with. I'm going to tell you about Matt. Matt runs a a large manufacturing company on the Eastern Seaboard, and he's really good at knocking it out of the park in many ways. He's got, you know, a thriving business. He works out every morning, awesome family life. He's got the little dog and the picket fence, the whole shebang. He's a happy guy, right? But whenever Matt's facing a big decision to open up another business, to move his family to the West Coast, so let's do this. Let's imagine Matt's mind, all right? Matt's probably listening to this right now. Yes, we're all stepping inside your mind right now. We step inside his head and into sort of this, the conference room of his mind and the boardroom. And he's considering a big decision and he's at a crossroads. So he excitedly steps up to the whiteboard, right? And he's holding the pen. He's ready to sketch out his plans on this whiteboard, how this new opportunity is going to play out. Uh, but, But when Matt turns around from the whiteboard, he sees his father sitting at the table, his critical father snuck in and now he's on the board. But this was not a happy man. He's not just critical of others' endeavors. He truly didn't seem to enjoy his own life. And yet, Matt starts placating him. Matt starts adjusting his plans, his decisions based off of what he thinks his, actually passed away, his his dad, father would say. He didn't vote him in. He He didn't want him to be on his personal board of directors. But there he sat. Now, does this sound crazy? Or is this starting to sound a little familiar? Another client I work with discovered his ex-wife was on his board and he'd given her a ticket. But do you think she was pulling for him? Do you think she was his best decision filter? Besides them being radically different people that wanted different things out of life, she was also not really a nice person. Yet she sat there every day on his board. So he's a business owner. She wasn't. And yet he's still making decisions in his business based off of what he believes she would have said, the criticism that she would have given. He didn't want her there, yet there she sat every day on his board. And she was there. She was effing up his plans. She was sitting in that conference room. She was, she's losing paper. She's spilling coffee. She's throwing off his game. He's losing his confidence. He starts to back away from, from opportunities that he shouldn't be backing away from. He doubts himself. But the worst part is he doesn't even know why. And then he justifies it, right? Because that's what we do. We justify it. Eh, It wasn't the right time. The market wasn't ready. I'm too busy. I'm not ready. I needed more training. I needed to take another class. So-and-so got my speed to market wasn't fast enough. And -and so-and-so got there first. But at the root of his self-sabotage, it can be as simple as his ex's criticism circling over and over again in his head on repeat. His ex set off the smoke alarm in the conference room of his mind. And I myself am no stranger to this, these uninvited board members that shouldn't be there. And though I know this, I still have to work on that. 
I still must stand guard to the door of my mind because if I'm not attentive and I leave that door cracked just a little bit, they're going to slide back in. I'll give you an example. So a little over a year ago, I was buying a internet service provider business, right? I need I needed to see that clearly. And I can't be wondering, well, what would so-and-so person think if they're not someone that has experience in this industry, if they're not someone who has experience with this type of business or with businesses at all? I see this all the time with uh, people that are new to business. So they were working for somebody else and then they become entrepreneurs. And people that are new to entrepreneurship, they get a lot of advice, especially from people who have not been entrepreneurs or have failed at being entrepreneurs. It's easy to think, well, they might give me some insight on why it didn't work and I can learn from that. In my experience, that has not worked well, especially when you're a new entrepreneur. You're like a fragile little egg. You're so delicate. You got to protect your mindset. You got to protect your energy. And listening to people that have failed at business, have not been successful at business, that's not how you do that. You don't look at all the ways not to build a wheel. You look at the way that worked and you follow those people. I can't be thinking, what would my my former partner think? Or what would the the company I used to work with think? Um, more specifically, what would the president of that survey company, Jack? I mean, that guy was miserable, never pleased with products, clients, staff, performance, nothing. And yet somehow, Jack ends up on my board if I'm not careful. Years later, I can be rolling out some some new opportunity and I'm in my brainstorming phase, right? So I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm, you're in my mind now. So I'm, I'm standing at this whiteboard of my mind and there's the conference room and you see it and I've got my power suit on. I'm pumped. I know the market. I know the product well. I'm ready to do this thing that I'm about to do. But as I have my back turned and I'm writing on that whiteboard, I let the door cracked and Jack sneaks in. He's sitting at the damn head of the table. He's influencing the other board members. Don't let Jack in. Jack was a jerk. Everybody hated working with Jack. But if I'm not careful, Jack sneaks through that crack door every time. And I'm unknowingly letting him influence my decisions. So take the time. Take the time right now. I'm sure you've got a name or two that's already popped in your head. And learn who's on your board. The ones you voted in. And the ones that snuck in through the crack door, vote in the right people and weigh them accordingly. You see, I've got some amazing people on my board, but there was a time that, and I don't even like to admit this, but there's a time I didn't weigh them accordingly. If I get real honest, it's because those people, they were already fans of April. They were already, I don't know, they were already maybe impressed by me. And I was seeking the approval of the hard to impress people that ultimately were not good for me or my mission. But somehow if I, if I impress them, I, I don't know, maybe I'd, I'd win. I don't know. It's not a tactic that leads to fulfillment. I can tell you that. But it is one that I used for years. So now I know who's on my board. They're heavily vetted. They're pushing me to be the best, the best advisor, speaker, entrepreneur, the best version of me that I can be. And again, it's scaled off of me, not anyone else's expectations or what anyone else can do. It's about what I can do. And those, those conferences in my mind, they go a lot better. Ain't nobody spilling coffee or losing papers or pulling the the smoke alarm. It takes work. It takes self-awareness. And sometimes it takes veto power because someone snuck in who didn't deserve a seat. 
To wrap up today's episode on your personal board of directors, I want to give you two things you can do right after this show. Remember, never leave the site of inspiration without taking immediate action. Don't leave it up to later. Later doesn't live in your calendar. Be an executor, not a consumer of content. So number one, make a list of who's on your personal board of directors and why. It can be simple. It can be Sarah because she's wickedly good at business. Or it can be Steve because he has six-pack abs and I want six-pack abs. Again, weigh them accordingly. If you're pushing to start a new business and you love how Sarah did it and it's in the similar industry, she gives great advice, make her a very strong influencer. Number two, make a list of who's on the board but didn't deserve a seat, who didn't deserve this esteemed role of being on your personal board of directors. Why don't they? It can be as simple as my 10th grade English teacher because he said my writing was terrible and I hear his damn voice every time I write an important email. That's a real thing. Or or people are doing a presentation and they remember that they're in debate club and, and one of the facilitators said they weren't a good public speaker and now they speak for a living and yet they still hear that person's criticism. So get real clear on who doesn't deserve the seat on your board. Now that you know who deserves a seat at your table and who doesn't, it's time to clean house. Is it work? Yeah, it's some work, but you're totally worth it. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So tell your friends about the spark and help them get to the next level. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at aprilgarcia underscore the spark or check me out at thesparknow.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.